Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership Lounge podcast. Um, if you haven't already seen us, um, we are powered by TDL, um, bringing together a community of like-minded leaders, um, focusing on the future leadership journeys, um, hot topics in leadership, and we're going to add value by speaking to amazing people, amazing stories and experts in their field. So if you haven't already and you're watching us on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe. It really helps us reach more people. And if you're listening to us on your podcast provider, um, please follow. And as ever, I always ask for your feedback about what you can take away from each episode and each guest. So today we're speaking to John. How are you? I'm, I'm wonderful, Stuart. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this. Um, so let me tell you a little bit of context here. So a friend of the podcast, um, Ryan Hartley, um, always better than yesterday podcast. I've been on his, he's been on here. Um, knows Jonathan really well. Um, you've been on his podcast. I think it's, is it three times? Uh, yes, we, I, I was on, I was like episode, I think early twenties, maybe even before then. And then um, I was just on there again. And then Ryan and I actually did a series of podcasts together talking about being dads and fathers and stuff. So I've had a pretty decent reoccurring role in, Amazing. in the Always but, Better Than Yesterday. But that was exactly the reason I wanted to get you on. Because I thought if Ryan's had you on several times, there must be a great conversation here. And and I've not done much research. So I really want to know your story and, and see where, obviously, you're over in the States. Um, but I, I'll get you to introduce yourself. So let's get started. So for those who don't know who you are, as I hit the 20-minute timer, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you are, and then um, what you do. Off you go. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I live in the States. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been in sales and sales leadership for almost two decades now, and over the last several years have really been dedicated to helping spread the message that I, I believe I was given um, is that love is leadership and leadership is love and how when we truly love and care for the people that we lead, um, we can drastically change the dynamics of the cultures within the organizations that we lead. We can help really propel the, the people that we get to steward to great heights and help them accomplish great things because I truly believe people were created for greatness and, and to accomplish incredible things and, and use their gifts, talents, and skills to serve people. And so over the last several years, I've been speaking and coaching and consulting on love and leadership. And, and it's been an incredible, incredible journey. That's me. And again, just, just from that introduction sparks a lot of questions for me. Um, and again, I, I didn't do, I have not got any questions or any gender here, but I did look at your um, LinkedIn and it, and it just showed experience. And you said there two decades, but I'm going to mm -hmm. dig into that because have you seen the evolution of people focused leadership in your journey? I really have, uh, you know, the, in, I've worked in the manufacturing industrial automation space for uh, a majority of those, of those 20 years. And, um, you know, what I've, what I've noticed, Stuart, is that there's shifts in pockets. And what I mean by that is there are certain um, industries or organizations or parts of the industry that I've worked in 
that you've noticed a shift of people starting to realize, hey, if we really want to increase our profit, our, our productivity, if we want to increase our employee engagement, all of those things, what we've been doing isn't working. And so we've got to do something different. And, and that's where people are really starting to learn that. Um, and leaders are starting to learn, in my opinion, that if if they want the production and profit that they're looking for, they have to focus on their people. And I think it was an interesting shift during COVID and a real focus on how do we care for our people. I'm starting to see kind of a, a shift back to the, hey, now we need to produce with the, you know, some of the economic struggles and stuff like that. Leaders are going back to focusing on profit and um, which I believe is a challenge, but it's, it's really, it's really started to shift slowly. And, and I think the more we continue to just be vocal about, about, Hey, we need to care for our people. We need to invest in our people. We need to build our people up. Um, and I think the results are going to keep speaking for themselves and there's going to continue to be a movement in that area for leaders who are open to, learning a new way to to lead their teams if i would say it's interesting i this always comes up to get people thinking and light bulb moments when we talk about the use of language so even using the word love in the same context as leadership love in the workplace we've used love in family and we've used love in relationships what is the uh, 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 kind of a couple of questions here? Well, I'll start with one. So, if I was to tell you at the start of your journey, you'd be where you are now, talking about love. Obviously, that would have been twenty years ago. What What do you think the difference and the shift has been? Because would you have believed you were talking about and empowering people as you are now back then? No, I I was asked this question by my wife. Actually, I, had, I just turned forty back in March, and my wife even asked me if I if I viewed my life being anything resembling what it is now. And I, and I said, no, I, I honestly didn't even know I'd still be alive by this point. My, my life younger in my younger years during, you know, college or, or university. And I just, uh, I had no goals for my, everything was about me. My life was about me. It, it was about the party. It was about having a good time. And so, no, I would have told you, you were, you were crazy. Um, if, if I would be having conversations, uh, about, love and leadership and how to love people and care for people. And yeah, I would have told you, you were absolutely nuts. And I, I, I never pictured this, but when I look back over my life and I look back over all types of different scenarios and, and situations that I've been in, even as a kid, what's been really interesting to me is this is how I've been leading and, and building relationships my entire life. And now I think, especially over the last several years, I think I'm now finally starting to step into what I've always felt like was inside of me and, and this, this purpose that I have inside of me. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd never go back, but I, I definitely never thought I would be on podcasts or speaking on stages or anything <laughs> like that, talking, talking about love and, and leadership and, and how for me, they're, they're two in the same. So I've had thoughts like this because I've had a little bit of a spell helping out at a college locally to us recently. And it really made me think and look back and reflect. And obviously these are young learners 
like I was going through. It was a different um, course, etc. I was helping the college out with. But it really makes you think, doesn't it? Because I was it's almost like a yes, no answer. I'm going to get you here, but I'd love to know your thoughts around this. That like, would you go back and tell yourself what you've known now? What no. would change? Because you wouldn't be the person that you are now if you'd gone back and given that advice. It's a bit of a mind blow, isn't it? That there's certain things you can only look forward and change and develop, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, even the, the my first initial thought would be like, heck yeah, I'd love to go and tell myself, yeah. like, like this is going to be your mission. This is going to be your purpose. But yeah, I think it's really interesting. I don't think that we can, it, it, we can't understand what we've been given if we haven't been prepared for what we have. So, you know, I, I, I truly always believe we're constantly being prepared for what's been prepared for us. And, you know, you, you can't just show up somewhere um, and just be given everything that you're supposed to have and, and that you've, you've learned, you know, all these things that you learned through life experience, you can't just be given those things and, and automatically know what to do with them or how to use them. And yeah. so, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that I would go back. And the only thing I would share with my younger self isn't about what they, what I'd be doing in the future or what my purpose or what I believe my mission would be. I think the only thing that I would tell my younger self is, is believe that anything's possible for you. Mm. That to me was my biggest, um, the biggest challenge for me in my life is I did not actually believe for the longest time that I was created for anything meaningful. I, I actually didn't believe for a long time that there was any, any real purpose behind why I was here on, on the earth. And so there was, there was a constant sense of disbelief uh, and unbelief that I had in what I was capable of doing or what I wanted to do. And I, I allowed a lot of the outside world and a lot of the noise and people's opinions about my life to dictate the choices and direction that I made in a, in a lot of situations. And, and a lot of my self-belief came from my perspective of other people's, uh, of my value and other people's, um, minds or, and whether or not they found me valuable or found me worthy. And, um, that's the only thing I would change. I would, I would yeah. tell myself, Hey, you like, you've got everything you need. Um, just believe that that your future is 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 bright and and whatever whatever you choose to pursue do it with your whole heart yeah it's uh, kind of why i love this conversation is because like the audience and our ideal listener and i know there's a lot of our listeners out here who are on their let's say mid to latter journey on leadership and then we've got a real sort of chasm and i think it's getting bigger about the gap between how we engage future leaders. So how do we pass that knowledge, inspiration, whichever element of it you want to talk about? And it kind of, when you, when you were sharing then about would you go back, I, I always remember there's a couple of podcasts I've listened to about high-end sports people going how they 
picture envision the game now with analytics and their how they know themselves however if you'd have gone back 20 years and told me when I was in the changing room as a youngster I'd be like I just want to play football or I just want to play rugby and and go away like what are you talking all this philosophy and feelings and analytics so what are your thoughts on that how how do the listeners who are who are looking looking nurturing interviewing the next generation of leaders what what do they need to be looking at well one of the things that i i think we need to look at and it's something that a mentor said to me which actually totally changed my perspective on leadership because when i when i had gotten into you know the business world and and especially in in b2b sales and manufacturing and stuff like that I, I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be the sales manager. I wanted to be the coach of the team and, and those types of things, right? Like I, I, I really wanted those things, but I wanted those things for me. I wanted them for the, for the status, for the title. It wasn't necessarily for the stewarding of people to help them be their best. And, the, and there was a shift when I had a mentor tell me leadership isn't a title status position. It's not power. It's our, it's, it's our ability to influence positive change in someone else's life to be that catalyst of self-belief that that pulls out that unlimited potential that they have and and that helps them become who it was that they were created to be and um and at that point in time I was in this real struggle of going well I'm not a leader in all this stuff and he was like John like you're you're leading you're a leader whether you have the title sales manager or not because people are drawn to you people like people connect with you with your personality and all this stuff so you know one of the first things that i would say is we've got to really remove this box that we put leadership in that it looks this certain way that it has these certain um characteristics or personality traits um i, I think we're all i think we all have the potential to lead i think the ability for us to lead really comes down to understanding our ability to influence people in every situation that we're in for the positive and if and if we start viewing leadership that way i think our our wanting to develop leaders changes because we don't just look for certain personality types we look for um, you know, because it could be really easy to be, you know, well, they're a natural born leader because they have these personality attributes that, that make them resemble a leader when in reality, they might not be the best leader because it might be selfish endeavor. It might be that their personality might be great and connecting, but they've not been really put in a position to, to understand that leadership isn't about them. It's about the people that they lead. And that to me is what I really hope we can begin to change is to start looking at leadership as our ability to just influence the people around us in a positive way. And when we do that, I think it opens up the door for us to be able to find people that might not have, have originally been viewed as leaders because their personality didn't meet a certain way, but yet but yet when we see how they're able to influence people, how they care for the people around them, how when there's challenges or struggles, people go to them for help. Gosh, I, I think we could drastically change the dynamic of, of leadership because right now a majority of people that become leaders are looked at as leaders because of their performance mm -hmm. and how they perform in a role. 
and not their impact on the people around them. Yeah, I love that. And again, it just shouts for me that kind of short-term focus over the long-term focus. Um, and I think it was very different in lockdown. Like I was quite vocal about the fact of the, the leaders that are le leading now, the ones that are short-term, like we need to act, do, impact. Yeah, the ones that were really successful had that people thread in there as well. And um, if someone's listening to this and going, yeah, I'm process, I, I, I'm systems, I'm I'm that person. How, how do you get them out to think a bit more people-focused, future-focused? What some of the things have you done or, or observed people doing that have been like, have made that transition from process to people? Yeah, I, I actually worked for a company that was uh, for a long time and, and was a, uh, a leader in that company that was very process focused, very, uh, very process focused. Um, we were one of the first companies outside of the automotive industry to initiate Kaizen um, into our manufacturing processes and, and you know, um, agile manufacturing, lean manufacturing, those types of things, which are all very process driven and process improvement focused. And one of the things that I would remind people is that the processes are important. They're hugely important. We've got to have really great processes. But a process by itself does nothing. It's just words on paper. It's a, it's a, it's a chart of, of decisions to make or things to do. If this happens, if you do this, then you do this. The only way a process affects a company is when that process is implemented by the people in the positions that they're in, that the process affects and or helps. You can be process focused all of you want, all, all you want. And I, and, I, and I totally understand it, but it is people who work the process. If you don't have people, your process are, is just words on paper. And so what we have to realize is if we want our process to work and we want it to be effective and efficient, then we've got to make sure that we are leading our people and preparing them and coaching them in a way that helps them operate as their best self. I, I call it, you know, with my kids, I coach uh, 12U travel softball for my daughter. Uh, I call it attitude, effort, compete. Attitude is, is, determines our effort. Our effort determines how we compete and we compete at everything. We compete to be our best. And so if we want people coming and showing up and competing to be their best, working the processes that we've developed, then we've got to build up people because if we're not building up people, helping them be their best, then how can they operate that process as effectively and efficiently as it needs to be? So, you know, just realize Develop a great process, that's incredible, but it's the people who are going to work the process, and so they're almost even more important than just the process itself. I love that. And again, you mentioned it earlier on, talking about Ryan's link into, I don't know whether it's before we jumped on recording or not, but I've you've just, just saying that last little bit then reminded me of having conversations as a parent and I love the transferable links, stories about being a parent, leading a family, 
a lot of people can resonate whether they're parents or not brothers sisters nieces nephews i just like to call it smaller people that are developing at a fast rapid pace and how many transferable skills and things that you can embed and then take that into the workplace is phenomenal and, and i've just written down dad's podcast because that'll mm -hmm. be great to get some previous guests on the podcast we're all dads who've got vested interest in leadership to, to share those little micro stories and um, so that's going to happen you might get an invite back and we've not even finished this one yet i'm in i'm in <laughs> so how are you we've got two minutes left um how do you keep yourself learning developing where do you find that time um something that can be passed on to others yeah so i truly believe you don't find time you make time um, if something is really incredibly important to you, you're going to make the time to, to invest yourself into it. You know, I don't find time to work out. I make time to work out because it's that important to me. I don't find time to spend with my kids. I make time to spend with my kids because it's that important for me. You know, uh, finding to me is, is something as if it's lost. Our time is not lost. It's our priorities that are uh, a mess. And so for me, I truly believe if you're not continuing to learn and you're not continuing to develop as a leader, you're going to eventually not be leading anyone. Um, leadership is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. I believe there's some foundational things that are truth that will never change when it comes to leadership. But, but how we approach people, how we interact with people, how we meet people where they are so that we can really build a great understanding or, or you know, have that empathy to really get to know them and see where we can use our gifts, sounds, and skills to invest in them to help them become their best, which is which is ultimately what we're I think we're all here to do. Um, you make time to do that. So I I'm, I actively make time to read leaderships read leadership books. I spend a lot of time in my Bible. I, I get a lot of leadership tips there, um, but you know, if, if I'm not continuing to develop as a leader, then I think I'm doing a drastic disservice for the people that I'm leading. And, um, because I can't show up as my best, if I'm not continuing to work to be my best. I love that. And a great way to finish the podcast. Um, and I can resonate. It's, I love that, that the important element of that, you find it because it, if it's that important, you will find it. Um, and I think a lot of people can resonate with that. So, uh, John, thank you so much for your time today. I know this is going to lead on to uh, future connections and future podcasts. I know this is going to do that. So um, thank you so much again. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed that, make sure you share with us which elements you can resonate with, some of the action points you're going to take away and implement. Um, if you are listening to us on your podcast provider, make sure you hit follow and make sure you give us a five-star review. It really helps our algorithm to, to reach more people. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. We've just gone on recording this this morning, actually, and just gone over 300 subscribers. So all those micro little um, milestones that keep knocking down without even knowing it. So, um, John, have a good rest of your week and we'll speak to you very soon. Thanks, Stuart. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye.